Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Josh, he's back, back, back. Tell your friend, friend. Guess who's back, 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 guess who's back. Nah, nah, nah. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> Sorry. What's going on with y'all? Sorry. Sorry. I, I say this shit every time. I do. That was supposed to be an episode on Thanksgiving, um, but Thanksgiving got kind of hectic. So, with that being said, happy late Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope, I hope everybody had something to be thankful for, and I hope y'all ate a bunch of food and got fat, because I know I sure did. Um, shit, y'all. It's been it's been too long. I'm tired of fucking doing I'm tired of having these so spread out cuz when I come back I just feel like shit. I feel so bad. Like it's been it's been fucking it's been look and I know somebody's like, "Yeah, damn straight, bro. It's been fucking almost 3 weeks." Tomorrow have been 3 weeks. <laughs> That's on me, y'all. That is on me for sure, for sure. So, I want to apologize. I want to apologize. Uh, that's That makes me feel like shit. So, I, I am sorry for that. But, what's been going on? You guys been having fun? Do you guys have a good holiday? Um, do you guys have... have you, how have you guys been doing since the last time I spoke with you? You know, first off... Uh, also, I want to give a big shout out to my little nephew Hawkins. He turned three years old today. I know he's not going to listen to this, but happy birthday, Hawk. Love you, buddy. Um, man, it's been a while. And once again, I'm definitely going to be missing out on some stuff, but, uh, let me talk. I don't got a lot to talk about for me this week, but I will the 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 one or two things I do have for myself, I'll go ahead and say. So in the last episode, I'm not sure if you can recall, but I said I was with a lady friend. Well, it's safe to say that that lady friend is now my girlfriend, right? So shout out to me for finally uh, finally getting a girlfriend. Everybody thought I was gay. I'm not gay. I just hadn't found the one. Found now, I guess. Not I guess. I did find the one. Sorry. That sounded fucked up. Um, Been on a few dates and stuff. It's been pretty sick. Um, We went... Actually, this past weekend, we went to the Highlands in West Virginia. And we went and we, you know, shopped around. We went and just hung out. We went to dinner. We go to dinner at uh, Texas Roadhouse. And Texas Roadhouse, you know, I'm sure most people have had it. You know, it's a pretty it's a pretty solid spot, solid restaurant. So we go there and, you know, we order our food and, you know, the food's good. Well, we get our we, – we both got like side salads and then we both, and then we got a, a an appetizer. So we're sitting there waiting and our appetizer comes and our salads have came. And then we're waiting for our, our, our meals. Well, our meals come, 
And the lady who is bringing our meals is not the same person that our waiter is. Now, my girlfriend, she's got uh, she's got nose piercings and she's got uh, eyebrow piercing. And this waitress comes up and she's like, oh, my gosh, I love your piercings. My girlfriend's like, I love you. And then the waitress goes, are we going to kiss right now? And it was like, like, I don't mind the interaction. The, the interaction was kind of funny. Like, I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. But this waitress doesn't even care to fucking acknowledge me at all through any of this. Like, she doesn't, you know, give me like a high five or something. You know, nothing. Like, she's asked to kiss my girlfriend. I'm like, okay, fuck you. No, I'm just, I really didn't care. I thought it was funny, though. That, uh, you know, I take my girlfriend out and... I got some random stranger that wants to kiss her. Whatever. I, I, I guess that's maybe a good look for me, you know? I got a girlfriend that other people want to kiss. And they want to kiss them so bad that they'll just fucking flat out say it in front of my face. So, fuck me, I guess, right? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but having a girlfriend, man, it's been so long since I've had a girlfriend. And having a girlfriend comes with some some different thoughts and some different, um, you know, definitely got to change myself a little bit. You know, I've been a quote unquote bachelor for, I mean, in all honesty, really my whole life, you know, I had a girlfriend in high school for a little while, but you know, looking back, I don't know how much you would even really consider that as like a real girlfriend. You know what I mean? But you know, you, you go into this into this relationship at least me personally you know i'm i'm going all in you know i'm not going to be somebody that you know i only want to be your boyfriend when i want to be you know like i'm i'm in i'm all in and it's not like a it's not like i'm pressured to be either you know it's it's 100% in my hands but you know having a girlfriend for the first time really ever other than a high school little girlfriend and being single for that long, it kind of makes me sit and think like, I get this sense of like, uh, I don't even know how to put it. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thought to have. And I can't really recall ever having it before, but it's kind of like I look at this girl and I see how pretty she is and how nice she is and how funny she is and and all that. And I just think to myself, because um, now this might not be a good look on my part, but like this isn't the first time since high school that I've ever tried to, you know, make something more than a friendship with a female. Right. This isn't the first time I've attempted it. It's the first time successfully. And I think I got it right. But with that many times it's being, you know, either just having another person not interested or having um, or just, you know, stuff stalling out, you know, there's a feeling that comes to me, at least now that I do have a girlfriend and I and, you know, it's not that it's not that she doesn't show, you know, love or compassion or care. It's just something up in my brain where I'm like. You know, I think to myself, I'm like, ah, I feel like I'm just not worthy. You know, I feel like, I feel like I don't deserve it. 
and not that I've went and I've done something bad and I'm trying and, and, you know, guilt's eating me alive or something. Like I haven't done anything. I'm not, you know, I don't got any skeletons in my closet, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a weird thing where it's just like, I got it, but do I deserve it? You know, and I look at her and like I said, she's a, you know, a 10 in my eyes. And I think, you know, wow. You know, cause when I look in a mirror, I see like a five on a good day. So I look at her, I'm like, wow, you could do a lot better than me. You know, anyway, enough with that sappy bullshit. Uh, let's talk about some cool stuff. Uh, like Kanye West being a Nazi, right? Who's, who has saw that? I think probably everybody. What is up with that? What's up with Kanye West being a Nazi now? So in case you've been under a rock for the past few months, uh, Kanye West comes out and he says something about, and this is like a month or two ago, he comes out and he says something about uh, like disliking Jews. Now, I don't, I don't know what he said, so I'm not going to put words in his mouth, nor will I even paraphrase what he said, because I, I, I can't remember. Something along the lines of an anti-Semitic comment or comments. And people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he says this, then Kyrie Irving comes out and he's like, you know, he's kind of right. I'm like, okay, guys, calm down. Let's, let's try not to be racist, all right? Anyway. So here last week, two weeks ago, something like that, Kanye West gets on InfoWars, which for those of you that don't know what InfoWars is, it's a show hosted by Alex Jones. And if those of you that don't know who Alex Jones is, um, you may have saw something about him here in the past couple months about him going to court over him using this platform of his called InfoWars to pretty much make multiple attempts at um, discrediting or just not believing in the Sandy Hook shooting that happened back, oh, I don't know, five, ten years ago, however long ago it was. And it's not like he went one time and said, like, ah, I could see this being fake. Like, he was, like, high on his soap on his soapbox preaching to all of his listeners that the Sandy Hook shooting never occurred and that the parents of different children who were um, taken from that uh, were liars or something. I don't know. Uh, pretty fucked up guy. But he gets Kanye West on his show. And Kanye West goes on to make a, a, a comment. Alex Jones asked Kanye West, he said, you know, people think that you're a Nazi. You know, you're not that. And then Kanye West, where this would be a great opportunity for him to say, no, I'm not. And, you know, give his actual, you know, because uh, at least me personally, I felt like he might have a real message he's trying to get across here. He's just doing a really shitty job at conveying it. But no, this motherfucker doubles down and says, I think, and again, I don't, 
have the exact, um, you know, I don't have everything that he said wrote down. So again, it's just kind of, this will be kind of paraphrased. He says something along the lines of after Alex, after Alex Jones says, you're not a Nazi. Uh, Kanye West says, you know, and like I said, this is paraphrase. This is not his words. This is sort of me not putting words in his mouth, but like I said, paraphrasing. Some, he says something along the lines of this. Something along the lines of Hitler wasn't that bad of a guy. And because he's a human, all humans, you know, there's something good in all humans. And if it wasn't for Hitler, um, he wouldn't have a microphone to perform into and other things like that. Like I talk into this uh, microphone for this podcast every time I make it. Not once have I ever thought, sat back and been like, you know what, Hitler? Appreciate you, bro. Like, and I never will. I never will. Look, you could be a fucking Nobel Peace Prize winner. And then the following week you go and you fucking eradicate a whole fucking race of human beings. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to focus in on the the good that you did. I'm going to be like, this guy's a piece of shit. Okay. He was good for a little while, but fuck him. I'm not, and especially I'm not going to get on fucking a program with thousands, hundreds of thousands, potentially probably millions, millions of people saw that clip. At least I don't know how many people saw that episode of Infowars, but th- hundreds of thousands of people saw the whole episode. Uh, Yeah. Even if I was a fucking Hitler supporter, that would not be the place that I would go and fucking tell people about it. Kanye, he probably got like some, some big time, like mental issues, man, like some mental health issues, you know? So for him, I hope he gets some help looking at Kanye though. You know, I was listening to uh, one of his older songs the other day and somebody looked at me and was like, Bro, what the fuck's wrong with you? Look, because I listen to his music does not mean that I support his statements and his actions by no means whatsoever. I do not support really anything he's ever done. I mean, probably some stuff I support, but like he's not known really for doing like fucking charity work. You know what I mean? But. You know, and the same thing happened with Morgan Wallen, and I still kind of got like a bad taste on mouth for Morgan Wallen, where he was drunk and he fucking called somebody the N word. You know, that's not okay, man. That's not okay. I don't care if you're drunk or not. I don't care if you're drunk or not. I've been drunk plenty of times, and I'm about 98% sure I've never said the N word. And I've certainly never said it. In the way that he said it. You know, you go back and you watch that Morgan Wallen video. That dude wasn't just like hanging around with one of his black friends and was, and you know, accidentally dropped it or something. Nah, bro. He meant that the same way his grandpappy meant it. To be racist. But I'll still listen to Morgan Wallen music. I support their art. I don't support, you know, what they do. Outside of a fucking recording studio. But, oh, Kanye, what are you doing, bro? Get your head out of your ass. Actually, it's probably too late for him if we're being real. 
I mean, what the fuck else is there for him to do? I don't know how much, I don't know what he can do. Honestly, I don't. Other pop culture news, the liver king. We all know the liver king, the dude that got famous for fucking posting videos of him eating liver and fucking nuts and, and organs and looking like a fucking bookshelf with legs. Dude got, uh, finally got announced announced they got leaked that dude's been spending i think it was like 12 grand a month on hgh which is uh i'm pretty sure it's human growth hormone which is essentially like steroids i'm pretty sure and you look back and like at least me personally i don't i don't hear that news and be like wow wow could have never guessed like if you've ever fucking seen that guy if your first thought wasn't this guy might be on steroids you're fucking stupid yeah you can you can listen to anybody say i'm not on steroids anybody on steroids isn't gonna there's not a person on steroids that if you ask if they're on steroids they're gonna be like fuck yeah of course i am especially when they have a persona like that liver king did that liver king was and that was his whole plat that was his whole his whole his whole platform was i look the way i look because i eat fucking liver and i eat organs and shit all day long because i'm like a fucking prehistoric human i don't think prehistoric humans ever even looked remotely close to that okay and they definitely were eating more than just fucking liver and nuts like you fucking weirdo so no shock that comes out that he's been he's a fraud and that's the funny thing too because it because liver king wasn't just it's not like he just made videos of him eating fucking shit like he 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 definitely had a audience and i think his audience you know for him his audience was was people that didn't know that they were even his audience to start you know he just started making videos and he was like i'm fucking jacked like this because i eat this shit and i sell these supplements on my website by the way wink wink uh you can look like me if you buy them wink wink uh promo code in the description wink wink shit like that uh and then there was probably some fucking dipshits that, that dropped like 10 grand or I don't know how much, probably at least a thousand bucks. And there's probably a good couple hundred of them that went out and said, yeah, I want to look like this guy. I want to have a fucking six pack and a beer gut. And they went and they spent this money on all these fucking supplements, which is just like dried blood that you pour in your water or something. I don't know. It's like a fucking crystal light for pig blood. And then they bought it. And then fucking three weeks later, they're probably in a fucking coma for eating organs and brains and nuts. And then comes out. Liver King's like, bruh, I spit that shit out right after the video's over. I just take steroids. (laughs) They're like, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. That actually makes sense. But 12, I think it was 12 grand a month on steroids. That's insane. That just goes to show that he was making a fuck ton off his supplements or just off of, you know, other shit that he does. But 12 grand a month, motherfucker. I couldn't. I could spend maybe like, shit, I could spend maybe like $1,000 a month. $1,000 a month on that shit wouldn't get me Liver King, though. It might get me like. 
man, it might get me. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say it might get me Joe Rogan, but I don't think so. Joe Rogan's not a, a Reuter neither. I'm just, I'm just thinking in ways of, uh, like in terms of size and like buffness where, where I could get, I don't know, maybe Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan, he's pretty big though. I don't know. I've never seen him in person. And I don't know how big Liver King compared to Joe Rogan is. So we'll just say I'd be buff if I spent $1,000 a month on steroids, which goes to show that Liver King, you were overpaying for your shit, bro. You were overpaying. Just go out and fucking drink some Miracle Grow or something, dude. Ain't nobody ever try that shit. They're like, oh, it's for plants. It'll kill you. You don't think fucking steroids will kill you, bro? Just fucking take a shot every day when you wake up. It's miracle grow. It's going to make something grow, whether it's your penis, whether it's your fucking muscles, whether it's your fucking nose hair. I don't know. What's up with that dude also not having any fucking body hair other than the fucking mane on his face? He's such a weirdo, though, man. This is this is this is uh, like mega terrible for him, though, you know, because that's his like I said, that was his fucking character. And now, and even if he was eating all this liver and all these organs and was doing steroids, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to buy the fucking organ shit anymore. They're like, no, you weren't eating fucking organs. You were just shooting yourself up with HGH every fucking day. You fucking Reuter. You know, (laughs) that's what people are going to be thinking. They don't give a fuck about his his stuff anymore. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care at all. They're just, they're in it for the fucking road now. Also, uh, sports betting is coming to Ohio. Also, if you have uh, any social media whatsoever, you would probably know that. I can't tell you how many fucking ads I've seen whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything. Sign up early for fucking FanDuel Sportsbook. Get $5 in free bets. Like, fuck you, bro. You just want me to get hooked. You always notice that, too. All these sports betting websites will always be like, please bet responsibly. But here's fucking 10 grand worth of free bets. Guaranteed to hit at least one of them. What do you mean 10 grand in free bets, bro? That's literally like fucking like the get out of jail free card monopoly. It's a get addicted to sports gambling free card on in in real life. Oh, thanks guys. Now I had to fucking sell my house. <laughs> now I got to go perform squid game because <laughs> I fucking put everything as collateral. And if I don't win squid game, my fucking wife and kids are going to get murdered in front of me. Thanks sports. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, barstool sports book. <laughs> Appreciate it. Fuck man. That betting stuff though. It it's, I'll be honest. Uh, and I've talked about this before on here. Like there have been a few different occurrences where I would know somebody that could somehow get me hooked up with a bookie and I'd go in and I would throw some bets down. But the thing is, at least for me personally, 
I don't think I could get addicted to it because I'm so fucking bad at it, man. Knock on wood, you know. I don't think I could ever get addicted. Fucking two years from now, I'm fucking sleeping under a bridge, scrounging up fucking pennies so I can bet Panthers money line this weekend. <laughs> like, this will be the one. This will be the one that gets me my kids back. But like, like I said, me personally, I had placed so many bets without winning fucking one of them, bro. Just one. Only time I ever, I think I ever, there's, I think I can think of two times I ever won. It was the most recent one was a few months back when Tony Ferguson fought Nate Diaz and I bet Nate Diaz money line. I think I even placed the bet. I can't remember if I placed it before or after the fight got changed. I can't remember if I bet Nate versus Hamzat or if I bet Nate versus Tony. I don't remember that, but I know I, I, I bet Nate and I won. And then another time, like a year ago, uh, we went to West Virginia for a college football game, sports betting has been legal in West Virginia. So I downloaded a sports bet, a sports book on my phone while I was in West Virginia. And I won like a hundred bucks off a free bet, off a free bet. And, uh, and they fucking, they hooked me up. Although I almost lost like $200 because they don't have simple ways to transfer your fucking money. Oh, you want a hundred bucks? All right, bro. Good luck getting it back in your bank account. Like that's that's how it was. I had to put the shit in PayPal. It was it was a fuck fest. It was terrible. It's awful. But speaking of Nate Diaz, UFC two eighty two is this weekend. I'm pretty sure it's the last. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's this weekend. Let me let me make sure. Um, before I sound like a complete fucking idiot. But I'm pretty sure it's this weekend. 282. December 10th. Yeah, this weekend. So, sorry. Pretty stacked looking card. With the um, main event... Main event being, oh, where is it? Um, where is this? If I'm not completely stupid, I'm pretty sure it's not showing up. I'm pretty sure. Man, I sound like um, I'm sorry for fucking stalling out right here because I can't. Jan Blakovich. Jan Blakovich. Jan Blakovich. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Jan Blachowicz. That's it. Jan Blachowicz. He fights uh, Magomed Ankalev. 
I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't know. That'll be a really good fight. But I'm pretty sure the main event is Yuri Prohaska and Glover Teixeira. And that will be an insane fight. At least I believe so. And then not to mention you have some other notable fighters such as Patty Pimblett, Darren Till, Bryce Mitchell. Uh, unfortunately, Robbie Lawler was also supposed to fight. But I'm pretty sure as of today, um, pretty sure as of today, he backed out. I don't, I don't know if he backed out. Apparently, it was he got hurt. Um, so that sucks. It would have been awesome to see Robbie Lawler fight again. Yes, I, my apologies. I've just confirmed that it's Yuri Prohaska and Glover Teixeira. Two. This will be so fun to watch. Look, I don't know about anybody else, but the past couple years, the light heavyweight and heavyweight divisions have not really been the most stacked. You know, obviously we have Francis Ngannou, and we've had John Jones and light heavyweight. But I mean, you go back to. Uh, early 2010s, you know, you got guys like fucking Forrest Griffin and and uh, Rampage Jackson, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture. You know, you got some fucking heavy hitters, huge names in the light heavyweight division. Now, not to not to um, you know, belittle Yuri or Glover or Jan or Magomed or you know, um anybody else that that can and does fight in the light heavyweight division you know they're they're great fighters and they're fun to watch but you know it's just i feel like at one point it was a lot more fun but Ryan Spann, he's one guy that I think here in a f- maybe a year from now, you see Ryan Spann potentially in in a title fight, maybe. I mean, Ryan Spann is a monster, so he's in that light heavyweight class. And heavyweight, honestly, is still fun as fuck to watch. You know, obviously, like I said, Francis. But then you got Cyril Gaon, who is a fuck... Like, he's insane. You still got Stipe, obviously. You still got Curtis Blades. You got Ty Tuivasa, which I want to say he fought this past weekend, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, and he got beat. Oh, that's sad. I didn't get to watch that fight, but I feel bad because I, I love Ty Tuivasa. One of my favorite guys. Derek Lewis would have been awesome to get to see him fight. Um, but he got sick or something and, and Sergey Spivak had to fight or no, that whole fight got canceled altogether. Sergey didn't even get to fight. That's right. So maybe they'll, they'll try to get that fight back a Derek, Derek Lewis, um, Sergey Spivak fight. I don't know, but yeah, Patty Pimblett fights Jared Gordon. Uh, like I said, Robbie Lawler was supposed to fight uh, Santiago Ponzebio. 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 I don't know. Uh, Darren Till fights 
Drishas Duplessis. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Mitchell fights Ila Tapura. Taporia. Bryce Mitchell. Uh, for those of you who don't know Bryce Mitchell, just go look up like Bryce Mitchell funniest moments. Like he's so funny. Yeah, his his, uh, his nickname's Thug Nasty. He's just a country boy, and he's fucking awesome to watch. Um, but coming off his last three fights, last fought in March versus Edson Barbosa. Uh, won by unanimous decision. His past three fights wins by unanimous decision. He has never won a fight by knockout. That'd be cool to see Bryce Mitchell get a knockout this weekend. In the prelims, let's see. We got any notable names here on the prelims? Uh, Joaquin Buckley, Curtis Chris. Early prelims, anybody that I recognize? Oh, Vince St. Prue. What? There's a guy called Obi-Wan Shinobi Kozlau fighting, too. <laughs> Hold on. Let me learn a little bit about this guy. Sorry, you guys are just with me right now. I, I don't know. I don't know this Obi-Wan Shinobi guy. What was he? Is a bantamweight? Yeah. Let's see. Let me see Shinobi. Is he even ranked? I don't even think he is. He's not. Where's Obi-Wan, brother? Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm kind of fucking this up right now. I just got to know a little more about this guy. Shinobi. Where you at, Shinobi? What a fucking badass name, though, for being honest. Obi-Wan Shinobi? What the... Where is he? Oh, his first name's Shinobi. It's Koslow. Sorry, 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 sorry. Look, I promise we'll get back to the fucking actual show in a second. I just want to know about this guy. Yes, his name is Steven Koslo. His nickname is Obi-Wan Shinobi the Pillow. And there's no information about this guy on UFC's app. But he fights this weekend... You bet your ass I'm watching it. Uh, his name's Obi-Wan, bro. But, yeah, that sucks Robbie Lawler isn't going to be fighting. He's always somebody that I like to watch fight. Just like when um, Eddie Alvarez fought there a few weeks ago. Even though he got his shit kicked in, I still like watching him fight, man. He's just a... He's just a goat, you know. But other sports talk, you know, had a huge weekend in college football um, tw- two weeks in a row. Um, reminds me now that uh, since I last talked to you, Ohio State and Michigan hadn't played yet. And Michigan walked up into fucking Columbus and put the shits to Ohio State, man. So after that loss, which is, look, 
I by default I'm an I am an Ohio State fan. Okay. But I'm not a diehard Ohio State fan. Okay. By no means am I a diehard Ohio State fan. If I had to pick a favorite college team, I would pick Ohio State. But if it comes down to, you know, Ohio State getting beat by Michigan, I'm not going to fucking lose sleep over it. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to go blame it on somebody or blame it on a missed call or nothing like that. I don't care that much. But they get beat at home and they drop from two to five. Now, I'll talk about that a little more in just a second. So, with Ohio State losing, that put Michigan in the Big Ten Championship to play Purdue. Um, the, now, mind you, you had the top four teams going into this past weekend was Georgia at one, Michigan at two, TCU at three, uh, USC at four. So, all four of those teams played in their own respective conference championships. So Georgia, they played LSU and they ran away with it. Like, uh, I don't think anybody was that surprised over that. Georgia's looked like the most complete team in college all, all year long. Michigan plays Purdue. They kind of put the shits to them. Now, Friday night, Utah plays USC and the Pac-12 championship. I mean, personally, I'm a I'm kind of a Utah guy because I love old Cam Rising. Cam Rising is a fucking crazy motherfucker. Well, Utah kind of wipes the floor with USC. So at that point, Friday night, you know, for any Ohio State fans, you're hoping one of them teams lose. You know, like USC or TCU has to fucking lose. Period. Well, USC kind of gets trumped. Caleb Williams gets kind of banged up in the game, and Cam Rising takes a fucking hit from hell and gets up and laughs about it. Uh, but like I said, Utah kind of walks out uh, with a nice win. They kind of they kind of fucking beat the shit out of them. And then Saturday you had TCU Kansas State. Now going into that game, my thought was. Okay, TCU loses this game. They fall to five. Alabama jumps to three, or, or Ohio State jumps to three. Alabama jumps to four. That was the way I thought it would happen. Well, TCU goes out and they get beaten overtime by Kansas State. Now, Max Duggan crying in the press conference, uh, which dude's had an incredible year. I'm not going to talk shit on him crying, you know. Right there was, uh, luckily for them, almost made them miss the playoffs. Thankfully for them that they that they didn't. I don't know how much is crying though. You know, look, those playoff committee voters—they got hearts. They're probably like, "Oh man, he's such a sweet guy. We gotta let him in." You know, he's crying. You know? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was a nail biter, and it's not like Kansas State's a nobody team. They've been a team that's continued to kind of prove themselves all year long. So, good looks for TCU, but they stay at three, and Ohio State squeaks in at four. So, my thing that was that was kind of strange to think of 
was how TCU stayed. Now, I wouldn't have been mad if, if TCU made the playoffs at all, right? That wouldn't have hurt my feelings at all. But what really makes me scratch my head a little bit is how Ohio State can fall from two to five by losing to the number three team. Now, I understand Ohio State did not look good. Um, They kind of got their ass kicked at home. I understand that wholeheartedly, completely. I get that. But how does the number two team fall to five after getting beat by the number three? And how does the number three team get beat by a number 10 school and not move at all? Now, if I had to make some... If I had to make some guesses, I would say they didn't want to see another Ohio State-Michigan, at least not yet. If Ohio State goes on and beats Georgia, and then Michigan goes on and beats TCU, and then you see it, they're like, okay, you know, we tried to fucking not have this happen. But I don't really understand why you wouldn't want to see that. I feel like that's such a huge game. Like I feel like when they played even uh, two weeks ago, or yeah, two weeks ago, I think everybody was still tuning in for that. Like, who doesn't want to watch that game? That's like the biggest game in college football. One of only ones that's bigger is Bedlam, the Red River Showdown, the Iron Bowl. You know, those got those kind of names. Ohio State Michigan is the game. Like, yo, you watching the game this week? You're like, oh, Ohio State Michigan plays? Like, oh, no, 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 we're watching uh, soccer. Like, don't call it the fucking game then, you know? But if we're going to be completely honest, I don't see Ohio State. Uh, I, I, I have a very hard time seeing Ohio State beating um, Georgia. It could definitely happen. I think a lot of Ohio State fans, along with Ohio State players and coaches, were really hoping that Jackson Smith and Jigba would be ready to play by the end of the month and apparently he's not because he's going pro he's declaring for the draft which i don't really i mean honestly i don't really know why i mean there's no there's no pressure for him to go i think he's still like a sophomore i'm almost positive jackson smith and jig was like a sophomore he could be a junior but i I'm about 65% sure he's only a sophomore. Let me look. I'll actually look. Oh, he is a junior. My bad. My bad. My apologies. He's a junior. So, I mean, I guess he doesn't want to get rid. I guess he doesn't want to risk getting hurt. I, I think honestly, for a lot of people, a lot of players, you have a decent junior season, and people are afraid that if you come back for your senior season, you're going to get hurt. I feel like Jackson Smith and Jig was kind of an anomaly on that point. I mean, unless he goes out and fucking gets hit by a car in the middle of the game, and they have to amputate both his legs. I think that would be the only scenario where I could see for Jackson Smith and Jigba, him coming back for a senior year, going bad in terms of him not getting a shot at the pro level. I mean, I think that says 
I think I think that says it in itself with him only playing a handful of games all season and him saying like, okay, I'm going to the draft. It's not like he accumulated like a fucking stellar season in his junior year. I think it was more like, okay, I better just go ahead and take the jump now, regardless if I'm a fucking second or third round pick. I don't think he will be. I'm pretty sure he's still locking the first round. But you know, even if I am a second or third round pick, you know, it's better to get injured in the NFL where you're getting paid than to get injured in college where you're not, right? But yeah, so you got Ohio State, Georgia, and you got Michigan TCU. That Michigan TCU game could, I think that will be a much better game than Ohio State, Georgia. Um, you know, as an honorary Ohio State fan, I would hope that that game is good, but by no means will I hold my breath. I think Georgia will kind of do whatever they want to Ohio State, in all honesty. But like I said, it'd be awesome to see Ohio State come back. And, you know, it'd be an awesome story, Ohio State-Michigan, in the championship. Ohio State, on the second time they play their rival, they finally get the win. That would be awesome. Uh, and all, and uh, also with college football, Deion Sanders takes the head coach job at Colorado. Me personally, I hear this and I say, awesome, good for you, Deion Sanders. So for those of you that don't know, Deion Sanders was coaching a HBCU, a historically black college or university. Um, he coached there last year, Jackson State. It's in Mississippi. So he coached there and he led them to a national championship. Awesome. 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 Now here in the past couple days, Dion comes out and he says, look guys, I'm taking this job at Colorado. Now he comes out and says this, and there's so many people that get on this dude's back and start talking shit about him. Oh, you just go jump ship on your team. Look, and you listen to me right now. Okay. Deion Sanders did not start coaching football just for Jackson State. It's not like Jackson State was like, hey, Deion, uh, you want to come coach our football team? And he was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'd love to. And I'd love to do that for the rest of my career. Deion Sanders got into coaching football to be a coach in football. When you're a coach in football, it's the same thing as being a football player. If you start in high school, you want to go to college. And if you're in college... So say you're you're a high school football player and you get you get an offer from a D2 school or a FCS school or a JUCO, right? You are not, you don't want to stay there if you are good enough and you have proven yourself enough in your first year, your freshman year, you want to go higher. So what's higher for a freshman in college? A Division 1 team. A Division 1 school that gets a lot more credit, that has a lot better of a team. So you would go there. And then from there, where are you going to go? Well, maybe if you've had another great year in college, maybe you take your talents to a better college team. Or maybe you even say, fuck it, I'm going pro, right? So many people are shitting on Deion Sanders. And I. it's not fair. People are mainly shitting on him because of who he is and not because Deion Sanders has got up and said, you know, we got to stand for these uh, 
HBCUs. You know, he he's not saying that. People are shitting on him because he's a black man and he's leaving the kind of school that he's leaving. They think that he's supposed to be the savior when he is just another guy that wants to take a step forward in his career. And you can't blame the guy for that. You cannot. You cannot sit there and say that he's turning his back on this team when, you know, he's taking his son with him. And I'm damn sure that if there's any great kids playing for Jackson State, you can bet your fucking ass he's taking him, taking them with him. So if that doesn't say enough about how good of a person he is, I don't know what does. If he notices that somebody playing for Jackson State is good enough to play FBS college football, and he decides, hey, you're going to come play Colorado, okay? And they say, yeah. What is better than that? Usually to get there, you have to, you know, put a tape together. You got to send it to the, all these D1 schools and you, or FBS schools, and you got to hope that one of them's like, yeah, we'll bring you in as transfer. Deion Sanders is great for football. And it's, it's the same exact thing like when Matt Rule left Baylor to go coach the Panthers. Nobody in Baylor was like, oh, fuck you, Matt Rule. You're turning your back on Baylor. No, they were like, oh, that's awesome for him. He's getting the chance to take a step forward. Same with, you know, uh, Pete Carroll. When Pete Carroll left USC, people weren't like, oh, Pete Carroll, you piece of shit. You're leaving Southern California to go to Seattle. No, they were like, that's awesome, man. I hope you do great. I don't know. It's kind of stupid to to hate on him for that, for taking a step forward in his career. It's like if you were fucking cashier at the gas station and your best friend was also a cashier at the gas station, the manager of the gas station comes up and is like, hey, you want to be assistant manager? And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And then your friend's like, yo, fuck you, bro. You're really going to turn your back and go be assistant manager? I thought we were, I thought we were cashiers. He's like, yeah, you're a fucking cashier. Get the fucking work. I'm your manager, bitch. <laughs> Not that he can do that, but you know what I mean. Uh, but I think that's it for the college stuff. There's also some NFL stuff, like my Steelers. They're starting to, you know, again, knock on wood, they're starting to stack some wins. You know, you go last week, they play on Monday night. They play uh, in Indiana, Indianapolis. They play the Colts. They pull out the W. I think dogs are about to bark, so uh, just don't even listen to them. Um, then this past Sunday, they went to Atlanta and they got a win over the Falcons. And that was so sick. Um, now with that game, uh, Connor Hayward had his first, uh, NFL touchdown, which Connor Hayward is the brother of Cameron Hayward and son to late Craig Hayward, who was a running back for the Atlanta Falcons for a few years, or I don't know how long, but, but that's where he's most notably known for playing is in Atlanta. So playing in Atlanta and getting your first touchdown against your late father's former team. It was pretty big for the family. So that was pretty cool. But the biggest story that came out of that was George Pickens. So George Pickens has been all season long. He's been somebody that everybody's had their eye on, whether you're a Steelers fan or not, you've been, you've been keeping your eye on, on, on George Pickens. He's just been electric when he's, when the ball's going his direction, 
just any time. You know, he's been known to make some insane catches. He's been known to make some insane plays. He's just been a freak everywhere. Well, George Pickens has two targets for one catch and two yards on Sunday. And he's visibly upset, right? And then you get people on social media that are saying, oh, there's another Antonio Brown. He's going crazy. He's being a diva. And, you know, there's some people that just, you know, get on the internet to be fucking stupid. And I don't think that they acknowledge the fact that they're just flat out dumb. But, you know, when you when you got a guy like George Pickens, who, in all honesty, is rookie of the year potential, he has that potential. I'm not saying he's potentially going to be. I'm saying he had, he had the potential to be. He's not going to be, but had the potential to be. When you have that kind of guy that has proven that he can do some insane shit and you don't give him the ball, it's kind of, it's annoying for him because he knows as well as everybody else knows that this dude can do it, but you're not giving him the fucking opportunities to. So if he's mad, he should be mad. He has a right to be mad. Don't get up there and say he's a diva and he's a bitch and he shouldn't have this fucking opportunity that he's worked his ass off for. Like, no, that's not fair. Also, Steelers play the Ravens this weekend and Lamar Jackson is not looking like he's going to play. So that means the Steelers could, you know, Steelers have the potential to move on to six and seven, which I hope they do again. Knock on wood. I hope and I pray that they win. Um, also don't know if anybody else, well, anybody else saw this, but apparently Baker Mayfield is about to get waived by the Panthers. Oh, talk about a fall from grace, man. You got to feel bad for the guy a little bit. And I think about this every time and it's most of the time, particularly in Cleveland that you think about it, you know, when you go back and you look at Johnny Manziel and you look at Deshaun Kaiser, now you look at Baker Mayfield and you know, there's, there's countless examples of, of this exact situation where the Browns will go out um, and they draft a quarterback high, highly. And then they just end up fucking sucking. It really makes you sit back and wonder at least me, it makes me sit back and wonder how good could have this quarterback been if he was drafted elsewhere. If Baker Mayfield would have been drafted to the 49ers, the Patriots, the uh, you know, the Bills, any of these other teams, would he be one of the guys we're talking about? Would he be one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Or was he just destined to not be able to transfer from college to professional football? Or you take another guy that we talk about as one of the best players, best quarterbacks in the league. If they would have been drafted by Cleveland, are we still talking about him in the same light? Or are we like, nope, Cleveland missed again. You know, if Patrick Mahomes gets drafted by the Browns, are we still saying Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in football right now? Or are we saying, yo, that Mahomes kid's a fucking loser and that Mayfield kid in Kansas City's a beast. He's best in the league. You know, what do you say? What do you say? 
So I do feel bad for Baker. And like I said, I've wondered that about every single quarterback that has went on to not perform well in Cleveland, which is most of them. Unfortunately, Baker was by far the best one that they've had. And oh, like I said, just a fall from grace, man. In my opinion, uh, and not to completely shit on the Browns. You know, there's other teams who have drafted quarterbacks high and that they've not panned out. And you could ask the same question for any quarterback, quote unquote, bust or any position, any bust from any team at any position. You could ask that question. You know, if Trent Richardson would have got drafted by the fucking Vikings, would he have been as big of a bust as we talk about him as now? If Jamarcus Russell would have got drafted by the fucking uh, by the Chargers, would he be as big of a bust as we talk about today? You don't know. And same with the Panthers' current quarterback now, Sam Darnold. When Sam Darnold was in New York, everybody looked at him and was like, yep, this guy stinks. And then he went to Carolina, and everyone was like, yeah, you still stink. And now Baker's going to take your job. And then he said, actually, guys, hold on a second. Baker smells worse than I do. I'm better than Baker. Baker stinks way worse than me. And everybody's like, you know what, guys? You know what? Sam's right. He's got a point. Fuck you, Baker. Uh, no, that's not me saying fuck you, Baker, because I always have liked Baker Mayfield, except for that one time he planted the Oklahoma flag on the O in Ohio in, in Ohio Stadium. That was kind of fucked up, but uh, still kind of funny, honestly. Looking back, in retrospect, kind of funny, kind of funny. But you feel bad for the guy, and you feel bad for any of those dudes, really, that have went on and and what it seemed like they'd have illustrious, successful careers. And, you know, a few years in, you're like, oh, man, this guy's going to be working a footlocker in two years. You know, you feel bad for him. You just feel bad. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot last night. Out for the season, not to mention, uh, not to, you know, in case anybody forgot, this isn't last season, guys. Trey Lance isn't waiting in the wings to come in and fucking save the day. Trey Lance got hurt at the beginning of the season. He's been out for the season. Guess who's up next? Mr. Irrelevant, the final pick in the 2022 NFL draft, former Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy manages to come in and seal the win for the Niners last night. And you just think like, oh, man, the the Niners have looked like one of the most well-rounded teams in in the league. So you think, at least I think, either Brock Purdy is going to flush all this 49ers progress right down the fucking drain, or he's going to be like the next fucking Tom Brady. Like he's going to show up and everyone's going to be like, yo, we've really missed on this fucking Purdy guy. He's a fucking dog. I can remember him at Iowa state and he was pretty good. He played with Brees Hall. Sure. Brees was the star of the show, but he was still a starting quarterback alongside of him. You know what I mean? So for his sake, I hope that he ends up being a fucking stud and, you know, maybe next season he loses his job, but then he goes and, Go somewhere else and get a starting job somewhere else. <coughs> that would be awesome for him. With that being said, guys, thank you for being here for episode 76. It's been awesome. This has been a super fun episode. I'm th- I'm so thankful that uh, if you're listening, I'm thankful that you are. Um, I pray that you guys have an awesome week. And I'm going to try my best to have another episode out before uh, the next two or three weeks. Peace. I love you.